Hi there, it's Cameron Vakillian with Inspire, the podcast where we discuss what makes a successful career and why. For this episode, it's hot topic time, and this is a subject that is full of emotions for me. I'm talking about failure and how this plays into your career success goals. Welcome to the first hot topic of the season. It's just me this time, and I'm going to talk to you about something that is not easy to talk about. It's the failures, the setbacks, the hardships of career development. But it's so necessary to talk about because with the right mind frame and emotional preparation, you can leverage these perceived failures as opportunity in your pursuits. And yeah, 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 I'm sure this is something you've heard before. I'm going to be honest, this is a topic I still grapple with today. It is not easy. It is not fun. But it can really take you far if you start shifting your mindset. So let me start off by stating something that is probably already obvious. There is no path to career success without some kind of turbulence. For example, I share all the time that when I graduated and was ready for the professional world, I had a rough journey. It took over eight months, and I applied to 97 jobs before I landed my first job out of graduate school. 97 applications. Now, I'm not saying this is normal or even abnormal, and I certainly didn't know back then what I know today. But I share this because designing your career takes time. It takes resilience. For some, it can happen in a flash. For others, it takes months, years before finding the right opportunity. And if it takes this long, that's okay. It has nothing to do with your worth. In most cases, it will take the long route. In your career search, if you experience lots of rejections or setbacks, that in no way means you aren't good enough. It is a challenging process. It can feel exhausting, deflating. These are all normal emotions. But what I want you to take away from this episode is how to emotionally prepare and even use those setbacks to your advantage. What is key here is understanding your personal investments. And by that, I mean where you're giving your time, energy, money, and how you can better prepare for this process. But first, let's explore the psychology behind failure. Why is failure so hard and why do we run from it? Well, from a psychological perspective, failure threatens our sense of competence, autonomy, and self-worth. As human beings, we have an innate desire to succeed to achieve our goals, and to be recognized for our efforts. So when we fail, it can feel like a personal attack on our identity and abilities. But here's the thing. Failure is not a reflection of our worth as individuals. It's simply a natural part of the learning process, a necessary stepping stone on the path to mastery. One concept that's gained traction in recent years is the idea of growth mindset. Popularized by psychologist Carol Dweck, The growth mindset is a belief that our abilities and intelligence can be developed through dedication and hard work. When we adopt a growth mindset, we see failures not as evidence of our limitations, but as opportunity to learn, grow, and improve. We understand that setbacks are temporary, and with persistence and effort, we can overcome any obstacle. So how can we cultivate a growth mindset in our own lives? Well, it starts by reframing our internal dialogue. Instead of saying, I'm not good enough, we say, I'm not there yet, but I'm working on it. And remember, success is defined by you. 
you set the perimeters. This should not be defined by someone else, by your parents, or your significant other, or teachers, bosses, whoever. It's defined by you and you only. But as you develop those perimeters, you seek inspirations. That's what my Inspire model is all about. You get to decide what's best for you, set goals, but learn from others what you know will help you on your journey. If you define success as opening a business, growing that business, and making the kind of stable income that allows you to travel freely, do what you love, develop meaningful relationships, then you get to define what that looks like and set forth the building blocks. As I've mentioned before, your definitions can evolve and change, but what's important is that you make the rules, you follow those rules, and always come at it from a place of learning rather than expectation. There's a transformative power to experiencing failure. Contrary to popular belief, failure is not the opposite of success. It's an integral part of it. Each failure we experience provides valuable feedback and insights that we can use to refine our approach, hone our skills, and ultimately achieve our goals. Now, I want you to list in your head five people who you would say are the most successful in your opinion. Now think through what you know their lives to be. What's their story been? And I guarantee you that everyone on that list has gone through painful career hardships in their life. For example, let's say Taylor Swift, since she's probably the most talked about human right now in current events. Taylor is a global superstar, but it's no secret that Taylor has undergone brutal setbacks in her career. The infamous Kanye West sabotage at the Video Music Awards, the abuse from her former manager and recording label, having to re-record all her previous albums just to own the rights to her own music. But now she has risen to a level of success that will undoubtedly be in the music history books. Without those incidents in her career, she might not have arrived at her level of success. This is the case for just about any major success symbol. They have all gone through incredibly challenging circumstances that force them to overcome and see things in a new light. You must know this is a part of any success journey. If you have high goals out there, put in your head already, there will be hardships. There will be mistakes. In fact, I would argue that the higher your goals are, the harder the hardships will be. They can affect your mental health and confidence at times, but Remember, they will never derail your career if you don't allow it to. You are always still the driver. You set the rules. So that means if you see someone else achieve the goal you desire, or it looks like someone on social media is breaking through to something that you just can't, lose the comparison thinking. Instead, identify how it's shaping your definition of success. What is it about something or someone you find successful that you can extract little by little? Someone around you demonstrating a form of success you want, such as, let's say, landing a job in another country you want to live in. It can feel like failure if you aren't on that same pursuit and get countless rejections. But what if you could interview that person who broke through that barrier? Or what if you could identify something right away you know they did or learned to get them to where they are? Instead of comparing yourself to them, what if you studied them? This could be in the form of an informational interview or just a full self-analysis or dissection of their approach. Just note that in doing this, take it little by little. Do not feel you have to copy everything they did. Focus on a skill. Focus on a strategy you can extract. This is part of what I call the inquire stage of the Inspire model, identifying those focus points. 
Then in the second stage, acquire, this is where you will inevitably experience dissonance because this is now about the action you take. That's why in the model, I believe people bounce back and forth continuously through inquire and acquire stages. You inquire what is needed for a goal point, then you acquire the skills by getting out there and doing it. Take action on the plans you set. And of course, there will always be challenges and outcomes that you don't expect. But you pinpoint from those challenges new skills to learn and further refine, constantly seeing new ways of improvement until, wow, things start falling into place and your career success becomes more and more defined. I can give you so many personal examples of this. I have experienced so many setbacks in my life and I struggle with failure. I have for most of my life due to anxiety, my queer identity, societal experiences, so many factors that do not always make it easy for me to shift into this mindset. It is really challenging, and after a failure, you are not immediately going to shift into this growth mindset. You need to feel the emotions, grieve the losses. It's human, it's natural. But after that process, let the confidence back in and tell yourself this statement after each failure. That was really hard, but I made it, I'm proud of myself, and most likely this will lead to something even greater. One year after landing my first professional job out of grad school, I experienced major hardships. My career was not going as planned. I was struggling with workload and meeting company expectations. I was stressed, not sleeping well, crippled with fear that I would lose my job, possibly lose my relationship because I was working all the time. I had many tearful conversations with my boss, hearing points of feedback that felt impossible to improve until I finally did lose that job. The emotional roller coaster of that journey was brutal, but then time healed. Mindsets shifted, and I found myself at the University of Utah with a job I love so much that it kept me in that position for seven years and sparked the passion I have today. After enough time had passed, I began to see where the hiccups occurred, and I learned some key takeaways. One, how to be outcome-oriented instead of task-oriented. Two, how to deal with work and personal life balance. Three, how important it is to build relationships. And finally, how to stand up for your strengths. Throughout each experience after that hardship, I remembered these takeaways and focused my attention to them. This prepared me in so many ways for future incidents. It became easier and easier to manage when things didn't go according to plan. I learned the art of balancing healthy expectations. When things worked, I kept rolling with it. When things didn't, I pivoted and tried new and different approaches. This is not just part of my Inspire model. This is logic, totally part of design thinking, which is a very popular methodology in many innovative fields out there. So if you haven't read up on what design thinking is, take just 10 minutes out of your day to look it up, watch a video, learn the basics, because this kind of approach is used in so many fields. And if you can mention design thinking during your job interviews, likely it will serve you well. Also, there's an older episode on here from the Inspiring Internships podcast season one on design thinking, if you want to learn more. So mindset is really important, but another thing I want to talk about is career investment. In the field of education and social sciences, one relevant theory is the investment model of engagement. This theory, developed by Fredrickson and Joyner in 2002, proposes that individuals engage in activities or relationships based on the perceived rewards or benefits they expect to receive and the costs associated with those activities or relationships. The more you put into your career, the more you're likely going to get out of it. 
Think of it as a mutual exchange. When you invest time, effort, and resources into developing your skills, expanding your network, and pursuing opportunities, you're increasing the likelihood of achieving success and fulfillment in your career. But remember, just like any investment, there are costs involved. Whether it's the time spent on additional training, the effort required to build professional relationships, or the risks associated with trying new things. The key is to weigh these costs against the potential benefits and make strategic decisions about where to allocate your resources. The first investment I want to talk about is higher education. By earning a degree, you already drastically improve the odds. And according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, earning potential and employment rate significantly increase for individuals with a bachelor's degree over a high school diploma. So investing in your education is baseline. With rising costs of tuition, I know this causes many to question, is it worth it to go into student debt? These are hard times right now. Will it really be worth it? My answer is always a yes. Investing in education is probably your lowest risk with greater payoff. But of course, invest within reason and make smart financial considerations when it comes to loans and student debt. Go with loans directly supported by the Department of Education and always apply for government financial aid, aka the FAFSA application, regardless of what outcome you think it will have. Stay away from bank loans or private vendor loans. They are never focused on your best interest. They are focused on profit. The next investment depends on your goals. This always goes back to the inquire stage as you are defining what those goals are. Let's say you're an aspiring photographer. And through your journey, you meet other photographers who inspire you. Let's say you're able to schedule a meeting or chat with one of those photographers. And let me tell you an excellent way to go about that meeting. One, identify something specific, and emphasis on specific here, that you like about their work. Let them know what you admire about it. Ask how they came to develop the thing that you like. For example, you might notice a kind of lighting pattern from them that you enjoy. You like the kind of effect and emotion it sparks when you view their portfolio. Tell that person what you like about it and then ask them how they did it. From this, you can identify a skill that you may decide to invest in. Let's say they tell you about a course they took on Adobe Photoshop Lightroom and how it helped them learn a ton about the best ways of setting up lighting. From that conversation, you can make some investment decisions. Would it be worth it for me to take that same course? Perhaps once I master some of those techniques, I can try it on my own photos and see how well it markets. That's the acquire stage, making the investments to go out and gain the skill that is one step closer to becoming the professional you want to become. But this is the stage that comes with the most challenge. Setbacks are bound to happen, and things don't always lead to the exact outcome you want. But when it doesn't, you go back to inquire. Try as best you can to find out the missing pieces that can formulate new action plans. No one has ever achieved mastery without this process. Books, videos, instruction manuals, they will never teach you things as fast as just going out and doing it and learning from the mistakes. And I know that judgment is a big fear in this. It's what keeps so many people from making the jump. What if it doesn't work? Will people take me less seriously? But if you keep the passion alive, people will root for you, especially mentors, inspirers. These people want you to succeed. Keep these people close in your life, but don't compare yourself to them. And please never surround yourself with anyone who isn't supporting you or who places judgment rather than caring, 
constructive criticism. But with every investment comes weighing the costs. There are a lot of things you can do for your career development that cost money. Certificates, digital badges, Adobe has them, Google has them, some are free, and there are so many educational institutions that offer courses, workshops, certifications, and coachings. Some rather expensive, some very cheap, like maybe only $30 or $50. Take time to research these details and what it can do for your long-term success. Can you balance it with everything you have going on? Is there a coach you found on TikTok offering a service? A mini course through a continuing education program? An internship that clearly promotes a skill you will learn? These are all great investments, especially if they are low in cost and commitment. The only thing I will tell you to stay away from are for-profit institutions who want you to complete an entire degree program, especially those that market heavily, have no ties to accredited associations, or advertise that you can complete a degree fully online in a record amount of time. Rarely are those places ever truly interested in any form of your success. Stick to the thing that truly inspires you. And make sure that in anything you sign up for, that there is a human in some kind of mentorship or guidance role that you can easily talk with and learn from. Those are the investments that yield the highest payoffs. Your time is a form of investment too, but should be the thing you give yourself the most grace on. You will inevitably in any process or pursuit do things that feel like a waste of time. But think about this when it comes to your career search. What's the best use of time? Spending two to three hours a day looking for and applying to tons of jobs? Or taking maybe one hour every few days to apply and spend the rest of that time identifying people in your network, sending emails to professionals to learn more, attending career fairs or expos? Sure, those strategies will have investments that go nowhere, but I can guarantee you they will help you a lot more than applying to tons of jobs you think might be a good fit. And remember, it's okay if you are in a job now that is not yet where you define your success to be. Investments can also mean staying in a job that maybe isn't quite your passion, but is something you can do for a period of time to gain the monetary resources needed to reach your next goal. Sometimes people even do side hustles on top of a job, if there's enough space, and they can lead to new goal points. So in closing, I want to acknowledge that embracing failure and turning setbacks into opportunities is no easy venture. It requires resilience, courage, and the willingness to confront our fears and uncertainties head on. But let me assure you, the journey towards mastering this mindset is worth every moment of the struggle. Because when we learn to see failures not as roadblocks, but as stepping stones towards growth and success, the possibilities become endless. So as you navigate your own path, remember to be kind to yourself, to celebrate your progress, and to never underestimate the transformative power of perseverance. Thanks for joining me on this Hot Topic episode. And let me know on Instagram at inspirebycameron if there are other topics you have questions about. And tune in next episode where I'll be interviewing Tunisia Brown, editor-in-chief of Impact Magazine, and a true inspiration when it comes to putting in the work. Thanks for listening.